listening to the Casting for Fun podcast, the show that talks about entertainment, sports, music, and inspirational stories for all to enjoy. We're glad that you could join us today. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, here is your host, Albert Pineda. This is the Casting for Fun podcast. I am your host, Albert Pineda, and this is for uh, Wednesday, July 19th, 2023. Uh, This is the 80th episode of the show. I'm very excited that I hit number 80, and I'm planning to go to 100 and beyond. In fact, actually, I do have an announcement in regards to the 100th episode of the podcast, which I'll be doing at the end of this episode, so stay tuned for that. But uh, in the meantime, this week on the the show, we're going to be celebrating the 20th anniversary of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. If you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you probably remember that last summer, uh, my good buddy and frequent collaborator, good friend of the show, uh, Eddie Ramirez was on and we talked about summer blockbusters, past and present. And uh, Pirates of the Caribbean came up. I mean, we both absolutely loved the movie. It was an amazing, awesome summer blockbuster movie. And this this year, we're celebrating its 20th anniversary. So even though I did touch on Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl last summer, I wanted to focus on it again for this summer for since it's celebrating its 20th anniversary. But then also, if you are a fan of uh, the podcast, you probably remember Eddie sharing the story of how he got to be at Disney land for the world premiere uh so which is really really crazy really awesome story and again he's already shared this story before on the podcast but it's such an awesome great story that i wanted to have him back on to share so this episode is going to feature pre-recorded comments from eddie retelling the story of how he got to be at the pirates of the caribbean for the world premiere and then after that segment with eddie uh my wife allison is going to be joining us on the show uh allison absolutely loves the franchise she she loves johnny depp he's her favorite actor and we have a great conversation about pirates of the caribbean uh the ride at disneyland the very first movie to celebrate its 20th anniversary and all things pirates of the caribbean related so uh stay tuned for that if you love pirates of the caribbean i think you're gonna love this episode of the show and yeah, I'm, I'm excited that I get to celebrate it with everybody. Okay, so I'm going to take just a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll have Eddie's pre-recorded comments telling him the story of how he got to be at the premiere way back 20 years ago. So welcome back to the show, everybody. For this segment, it's going to be uh, featuring pre-recorded comments from Eddie Ramirez telling us his story of how he got to be at Disneyland for the premiere for Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, and it's kind of funny. I mean, I'm, I'm so jealous that he got to be there. Uh, I remember back then in the summer of 
2003, I was a frequent listener of the Kevin and Bean show on uh, K-Rock here in LA, a local rock radio station. Uh, for those who don't know, I'd imagine most of my listeners are, are familiar with K-Rock and with Kevin and Bean. Uh, they were giving away passes to go that particular uh, day. Uh, and it's kind of funny. I think uh, it was, I mean, it was a random Saturday. So uh, people who bought tickets to the park could have gone. But I think like to be that the premiere, my understanding was you had to have special passes or to get to be there later in the, the evening as they had the festivities for pirates. Uh, and I remember calling in trying to win passes to go. I was so bummed that I couldn't. But I, I do remember that Ralph Garman and Lisa May from the Kevin and Bean show got to attend and they were there. So it's kind of funny and, and cool for me doing this podcast, you know, talking to friends uh, like, you know, uh, Eddie, Eddie, uh, and in finding out new things. I mean, I've known Eddie for many years and this whole time I've, I know I've known him. I had no idea he actually got to attend the premiere. So it was kind of cool learning something new because of the podcast about friends of mine. Uh, so sit back, relax, listen to these comments, uh, listen to Eddie tell his story of how he got to attend uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean world premiere at Disneyland purely on accident. Hey, Albert, thank you so much for inviting me to go ahead and share like a, a quick little um, Pirates of the Caribbean story for you guys. Um, I, I think it's an exciting uh, episode that you guys are doing something um, for this franchise. Uh, the franchise is an awesome franchise, lots of fun in it, good memories for sure. So basically the way it went down was uh, my family and I, uh, we had already planned a, a trip to Disneyland. And at that time, um, I mean, I had seen, I think, a trailer of Pirates of the Caribbean, but I wasn't like in the know of movie going uh per se it was more of just uh just go and enjoy casual views with friends so i didn't even know the movie was coming out anytime soon up until that point when we went ahead and uh, went to disneyland um so we were there we enjoyed the trip um enjoyed the the park and everything and closer to like early afternoon going into the early evening I remember uh, my cousins and I, uh, we walked towards uh, the entrance because we wanted to check out the shops. And, you know, prior to that, it you know, it was regular uh, uh, Disney business as usual. But when we were going back, all of a sudden we started seeing all these gates. So we thought, oh, it's going to be a parade kind of thing. So I was like excited to have some of my cousins see the parade. So we're all like kind of like bunching up against like the new rails that they were putting up. But. I was we were kind of like huh usually they put like the you know little rope or something because it's all temporary and you know when parades go by and so we're all there like kind of just hanging out and and we started seeing a red carpet get rolled out and it started feeling like okay this is not a parade this is something else um hmm right so I remember my cousin was like, hey, are they going to do like a show? Like, I think so. I've never seen this before. And and then like people with equipment started showing up. We're, and this is where it was like the lighting people, the sound checks, you know, all that. Right. Uh, camera crew started showing up. And then we were like, did someone famous show up? And maybe that's why they're kind of like blocking out. Because I, I think back then uh, movie stars could like rent out parks. For themselves so we thought oh maybe it's kind of one of those moments where they close early like at seven o'clock and then it's just for the movie stars like i don't know we, we were just kind of like speculating at that point so and then i remember i asked like this tall guy he was like a sound check guy he had like um this big mic 
he was like wrapping it up on like the pole that it gets a, a, attached to and i'm like hey um what's happening tonight is there like a special event and then i remember the guy goes oh it's the premiere for Pirates of the caribbean and i'm like wait what <laughs> like uh the movie he's like yeah they're gonna have it here uh right by the the small lake right there by with the with the boat so i was like whoa what the heck yeah so they're gonna close early and um everyone's gonna be filtered out and then everyone and all the movie stars are gonna go in and i'm like oh shoot and then I, you know, I translated that for my cousins. I didn't understand. And then everyone starts freaking out like, oh, my God, where are our uncles and aunts? Like, let's get everybody here. We had no time because as quick as we realized it was going down, not even like five, ten minutes later. So prior to that, we were like, do we leave? Like, no, we have a good spot already because we were already crowded up against the rail and people were as well. But we were then um, kind of fitted in with like. They had like little like sections of the rail that they added on where people can stand and then where reporters can stand because the reporters are starting to stand there like to start doing their their freaking uh, interviews and stuff. So you see them all powdering up and stuff. So we were like, I I don't think we're gonna see our uncle and aunt anytime soon, you know, because they probably blocked out wherever they were towards like Toontown. So we were all there. It was probably like uh like five of us and. We were just like in awe, like, like Hollywood, like just settling in, setting up. And then sure enough, like we just see people like on mics, just like kind of like kind of calling over like hand gestures, right? Like down towards like the entrance. So they were calling people and we were like, oh, I think people are coming. And then we started hearing cheers, right? So people started cheering like towards like, you know, where like the Christmas tree uh, in in that whole uh, quad area at the very entrance of Disneyland, the the main park. We started hearing cheers down that way. So that meant like someone's coming. And sure enough, celebrities started walking up. Um, it was really fast. I can only remember several. Um, the ones that stood out to me, like I saw Eddie Murphy there. He showed up. Um, he was there. I, I assumed that was his wife at the time. I don't know. But he was there with like a date. And uh, so he was going down. And so I was freaking out because I'm a huge Eddie Murphy fan. So seeing him there was like, uh, ooh, and all for me. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what the heck? And then uh, there was just uh, other celebrities I didn't recognize at the time. So I don't know who they are now. But I just know people were just like like cheering for them on the opposite side of the street. And um, they were going up for interviews. Like reporters on our side were trying to catch anybody for interviews, too. Um, and then one of uh the celebrities that they came over was orlando bloom so he comes up he starts probably like 20 feet down to where some of the reporters were and he was just kind of making his you know his visits like uh, answering questions it looked like so i'm like oh my gosh it's orlando bloom like dude legolas thank you so i'm like nerding out like crazy and then um he like does some handshakes with uh some of the you know the audience right like the fans that are cheering and he's giving like full-on handshakes like hey you know like all happy i reach out and i go oh i yell it out he gives me to this day i have like low-key beef with orlando bloom so you know he reaches and he literally pinches like my middle finger and my index finger like a quick line oh hello like a little 
Like, uh, yeah, here, acknowledge you. And then he moved on. And I'm like, what was that, man? Like, you, you gave me, like, the cold shoulder. But everyone else had, like, a full-on handshake and pats on their arms and all that. I'm like, what the heck? He shorthanded me. You know, whatever. So that elf, screw him. But all jokes aside, like, it was so fun seeing, like, everybody show up. Um, the rest of the movie stars were all walking down. Some were just going straight through. Like, Jack Black was there. He just kept walking through. Like, no, not everyone stopped. So I think it was more for, like, maybe, like, the castles kind of hanging around. Or just those who just wanted to talk to reporters or see the fans. But that ha that all was going down, like, probably, like, around, like, 5, 6 p.m. at that point. Everyone was going down um, towards, uh, you know, the, the Pirates Bay area. And then from there, they just had all the... Um, uh, pretty much the staff of Disney just kind of just send us out, you know, because they were closing early. Uh, they closed like around, they got, we were all out probably about like seven or eight. So we were by the entrance uh, waiting for my, the rest of my family. Eventually we did see them and then we all just uh, were talking about it and it was, it was really cool. And then um, sure enough, then I go see the movie not too long after that in theaters, probably like a week or two later. Um, and it was to this day, like, one of the best movies I've seen. I mean, the the, the theme, the music, everything is just fantastic. So um, that's my quick uh, little story about uh, being at the world premiere, I guess. I don't know if it was the official world premiere. Or maybe they did another one before that. Um, I never really looked back to see. But I just know that experience was so cool to be part of something like that. To see, like, all these faces you've always seen, like, on, on TV or, um, you know, on the big screen. So... It was really cool. So I um, hope you guys uh, enjoyed that quick story. It was um, it was pretty surreal. Like when I even saying it now, like I just remember flashbacks of it. And it was really it was a really cool experience, and I'm glad that my family was there to share it. You know, because you know, there's no like Disneyland in Mexico, so for them to freaking see that and and see things for themselves like firsthand, like they they really love that experience. I, I know they to this day they remember that. So that's it, Albert. Um, Thank you again for letting me share this and um, have a great rest of the show. So there you go. It's a very entertaining and fun story. So thank you so much, Eddie, for recording the, that story and sharing it, allowing me to share it on the podcast uh, to help celebrate Pirates of the Caribbean's 20th anniversary. Uh, very cool. So I'm going to take another quick break. And then when I return to the show, my wife, Allison, will be joining me. And we're going to be discussing all things related to the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. So stay tuned for that.
Welcome back, everybody, to the show, and welcome back, Allison Pineda. Allison, how are you? Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me, babe. Oh, you're welcome, and thank you for coming on to talk about Pirates of the Caribbean. There's really no one better or more qualified to talk about this uh, than you. Yeah, when you said in the previous episodes that you wanted to have me, I was like, he better ask me. He better ask me, (laughs) as you were thinking about a good guest. Oh, very good. Very good. So thank you again for joining us, and I hope everybody enjoyed that story of uh, Eddie, a good friend of the show, Eddie Ramirez. Uh, being there at Disneyland for the premiere, which I'm still just completely insanely jealous about that he got to be there. (laughs) And I always just get a kick and laugh out of the fact that Orlando Bloom has such a dainty handshake. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I guess one thing that you, I guess you would tease me about, sorry, it's not really related directly to Pirates, but it's related to Orlando Bloom's uh, Lord of the Rings co-star, Elijah Wood. He's got a very strong, firm handshake. And I know you would tease me about that. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Just for, for those who don't know, Allison and I got to attend an offsite event for San Diego Comic Con where uh, Orlando, I'm sorry, uh, Elijah Wood was putting on a panel uh, for a charity and we got to sit in the panel and we also got to meet him. He had his picture taken with him. And I really extend when I wanted to, you know, really em- embellish and really enjoy the moment. So I extended my hand and gave him a handshake and it would have devastated me had he just like turned my head and hand mm-hmm. down. <laughs> but he didn't. No, he didn't. And it was a very strong firm handshake. I know not, not direct- directly rated the pirates, but I wanted to just share that story anyways. But uh, yes, Pirates of the Caribbean, the Curse of the Black Pearl is celebrating its 20th anniversary, uh, which is really crazy to think. I mean, I can remember the summer of 2003 pretty vividly. How about you? I don't remember it at all. What are you talking about? (laughs) But I am. It is crazy to think that it's been 20 years. You did see it in theaters, obviously, right? Yeah. Okay, very cool. Did you love it right from the start? Oh, yeah, 100%. I just think it's the best. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's uh, definitely something that we agree on. And I'm not just saying this to, to win brownie points with Allison. As, as we mentioned before on the show, she loves the franchise. She loves Johnny Depp. Uh, even if I wasn't married to Allison, I would still firmly say that this is one of the greatest uh, blockbuster action summer movies you'll ever see. The very first Pirates of the Caribbean. The other ones I don't think have quite lived up to the same standard that the first one set up, but they've all been enjoyable. So Pirates of the Caribbean as a franchise, I think is actually really good, too. Okay, so first of all, you win points anyways. Second of all, they're all good. But yeah. yes, the first is really good. Oh, yeah. So so definitely we're going to be celebrating the first one because it's the it celebrated the 20th anniversary being released on uh, July the 9th, 2020, uh, 2003. So yeah, the 20th anniversary just occurred. And we also, I mean, because Allison loves the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise so much, we can't ignore just the, the inspiration for the movie franchise, the uh, amazing legendary ride at Disneyland. So That's I wanted right. to talk about that too. So talk about the ride, uh, talk about the the first movie, and we'll, we'll touch on some uh, interesting parts about the other movies as well, but really focusing on the first one because we want to honor and celebrate that for its 20th anniversary. Perfect. Okay, very cool. So can you remember going on Pirates of the Caribbean for the first time at Disneyland? What, what, what do you think would be your first impressions of going on the ride, if you can remember that far back? I'm, I remember being scared, which is really ironic because of Avery being terrified of it now. But I remember she's scared of the drop, but I'm, I was scared of like the dark, the pirates, that kind of thing, like really scared me. But I also remember thinking it was really a, just a cool ride, a really well done, really fun. And so it was kind of like intriguing that it was scary and fun at the same time. I think so too. Yeah. I mean, I think I was kind of scared and you, and those who know me well, I mean, you know that I'm not really a fan of roller coasters at all. Uh, but, uh, but it was a really cool, fun way just to, uh, enjoy time at Disneyland, I thought, and it's just inventive and creative how they did it all. And then pirates are cool. I mean, the, they've always, I think, before even really 
really reaching like mainstream popularity because of the movies. I think pirates have always kind of been a, a fascinating concept or, or uh, uh, part of like our, our culture, right? I agree. There's something really interesting about like the good and bad that come from pirates. Like, like in the movie, and I think in sometimes in the ride, like there's some real good things that they do and some really trashy things that they do, but the combination is really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think what was also really appealing and, you know, very, uh, uh, how do I want to phrase it? Like uh, exciting or very cool about the ride was just the theme song, just how catchy it was. Mm-hmm. Like, yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. So once you hear it and you get off the ride, I mean, you're humming that song in your head the rest of the day at Disneyland, right? As you should. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. So I wanted to share a few interesting facts about the ride. Uh, um, for those who are hardcore Disney fans and love Pirates of the Caribbean, the ride, you probably know some of these, but I think it's still kind of cool to go over them. So the, the ride was actually the very last one that was overseen personally by Walt Disney before he passed away, which is kind of cool. Uh, it was released in 1967, just a, a few, he passed away just a few months before it was actually released, but he did long live long enough to oversee the, the vast majority of its development, which is really cool. Uh, over the years, there's been a lot of changes to the ride uh, for those who are, you know, older like us or i don't know if you want to say no we're not old okay but those of us who probably remember that in 1997 they made some pretty drastic changes to the fact where instead of having pirates chase after women uh it got reversed the other way so that women are chasing after pirates particularly pirates who are stealing food i guess to be a little more pc but for those who are older you probably do remember the way it was before do you remember that yeah absolutely i remember that the women were the one being chased and that seemed like um really recent that they changed it but it was that long ago huh? yeah 1997 yeah dang but there were some some more recent changes that have kind of also been changed to be a little more pc if you remember there's this uh the animatronics where they're uh trying to auction off a bride and there was a, a less than desirable bride who wasn't really getting any bids i think mm-hmm. to kind of be funny but i guess maybe it was deemed as being a little mean-spirited mm-hmm. uh and then we actually in that particular scene were first introduced to the red character who at the time, I guess she didn't have an official name, but she was kind of like the 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 red, uh, very loose character, mm-hmm. right? Redhead, redheaded character who uh, was just kind of there. But then it got changed, I think, in 2017. So this one's a little more recent uh, where uh, she actually got an official name as being Red the Pirate. And she's there like auctioning off like the rum and stuff like that. So they kind of changed that whole sequence of uh, auctioning off a, a bride, which I guess can kind of be a little problematic in today's society. So yeah, I mean, I get it, but it also like doesn't matter either way to me no okay yeah that yeah. makes sense that makes yeah. sense but it did introduce us to the red character and uh she's actually grown really popular to the point we'll touch on this later but i mean there was rumors and speculations that uh, uh margot robbie was gonna play portraying her in a live action movie we're, we're gonna come back to this uh the, the potential future of pirates of the caribbean okay but you can also even meet the red character i guess that's one of the various characters you can meet at uh new orleans square mm. even though i don't remember ever seeing her around maybe i did see her just once or passing but i didn't know that's who she was now it now adds up and makes sense there we go yeah so there you go so in case you didn't know her name is just simply red so r-e-v-d double d's for the the red uh, uh, female pirate who's a uh, great created such a little bit of a fan following now not as much as jack sparrow but well of course yeah not. <laughs> okay very cool uh, was there anything else about the ride that you wanted to bring up um i think it's cool that even though they've changed obviously a few things the core of the ride stayed the same i mean they could have really transformed, transformed it transformed thank yeah. you 
um, transformed it, especially with today's technology. There's so much more they can do than what they did back then. And yet they've kept it at its core. And I really like that. It makes adds to the nostalgia makes it better. Yeah. I mean, they've added some cool stuff to it. So, I mean, obviously with the popularity of the movies, they've actually incorporated Jack Sparrow into the ride. And then you mentioned it to me that there was the one time when uh, Johnny Depp actually showed up dressed in character and actually took the, the place of one of the animatronics and was actually playing the Jack Sparrow character. That would have been a really cool to see that. I but. would die. <laughs> I would literally get out of the boat and walk to him. I don't know how deep that water really is. Probably not that deep really but i would just get out <laughs> i i did hear this was actually a little unreal oh, i guess it's related because it's related to the ride but i did hear was it was last year or the year before that the ride actually broke down and people had to had to get out of the boat and walk uh getting their feet wet to get out of the ride which is kind of crazy oh, man. <laughs> so, so i mean not that deep. no it's not that deep it's, it's like their safety precautions so yeah you could you have if there's an emergency yeah people could get out uh but it's still just funny to me like i actually think i would like to be part of that experience even though it'd be kind of miserable but to say that you were on the ride when it broke down and you had to get out <laughs> well you can be a part of that i want to be a part of when jack sparrow really shows up <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah but then as allison mentioned yeah they, they've uh used modern technology to kind of enhance the ride so i mean there's the sequence when you see uh the silhouette of two pirates fighting each other which is really cool because you can't really get that same effect with animatronics like at least not then having them fight each other believably but if you just see the silhouettes it's giving you the uh, impression the creating the illusion that two pirates are fighting even though you don't actually see physical fighting you just see their their silhouettes which is kind of cool yeah and then of course incorporating the new uh musical score from uh claus ballet i don't have his name in my notes but the musical score is actually just fantastic with uh, those movies yeah agreed uh very cool uh cool so there's nothing else with the ride let's go ahead and jump into the movie itself Okay. Okay. So I asked you before, you said you don't really remember much about the year 20, oh, 2003, but do you remember your first impression seeing the movie for the first time? Oh, I thought it was hilarious. I thought Jack Sparrow was hot. Sorry. <laughs> um, I thought that just the witty banter is so fun. There's lots of little like stories in between the story. So they have the main plot, the main theme, but then there's also little things that they say that are just little mini stories I just think that the writers for that are fantastic. It was a really good movie. Mm -hmm. The writers, I'm glad you brought that up because I have here in my notes, it was uh, written by a writing partnership who had previously worked with Disney before, uh, Ted Elliott and Terry uh, Rocio. Rocio, I'm not sure if I'm, sure if I'm saying his name right. Uh, they wrote the screenplay for the animated Aladdin movie in the, oh. in the early 90s, which was really cool. So they've worked with Disney before. Uh, and apparently they've been, I guess, like loosely coming up with ideas for a Pirates themed movie for Disney as far back as the early 90s. But Pirates have kind of been kind of like a, a very difficult uh, genre to break into for Hollywood. I mean, the golden era of Hollywood, you see all kinds of really cool pirate movies. But uh, in the 90s, I mean, I discussed this, if you remember last last summer with my buddy Eddie, when we were talking about summer blockbuster movies, there was the, the movie Cutthroat Island with uh, uh, Gina Davis, which completely bombed in the theater. Uh, so I think Hollywood was kind of like a little hesitant on doing pirate themed movies. But for whatever reason, Disney decided to move forward. And uh, we eventually got the Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm hmm. That's great. Um, can you imagine if we didn't have Pirates of the Caribbean in this world? Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's funny you should mention that because we almost didn't, too. So I was, re again, reading from my research about this. This is kind of interesting that uh, the Disney CEO at the time, Michael Eisner, and I know 
Uh, if you're a hardcore Disney fan, I mean, you probably love the Disney brand, but you probably have a thing or two to say about some of the executives and higher ups. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, just look at it today. I mean, there's lots of people who really dislike uh, Bob Iger, the current CEO. But anyways, mm -hmm. uh, Michael Eisner, according to the research I've done, uh, he was actually going to cancel the movie because of the failure of the Country Bears movie. So I don't oh. know. Did you remember Country Bears? No. There was an attraction at Disneyland. Years. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. the attraction. Yeah, they, was there a movie? There was a movie and it looked pretty horrendous. Like oh. it, instead of using like CGI, bears or animated bears it was like a animatronic like actual bear costumes or something like that so think of like maybe like the teenage mutant ninja turtles but instead of turtles bears that sounds awful yeah it, it looked pretty bad i guess it bombed and uh i guess he was having cold feet over the fact that hey i mean we we did a, a movie based on one of our attractions and it did horribly why are we doing this pirate movie uh and uh i guess the cost was kind of more than what he wanted to spend there was actually thoughts that they were never going to do a uh, uh, a theatrical release but it was going to be direct to video so things of that nature and apparently he was also not too happy with uh johnny depp i guess kind of ad-libbing or kind of like uh improvising thank improvising. you that's about yeah his yeah. kind of improvising a little bit particularly with his mannerisms and it is well known and documented that he, he patterned a lot of his performance after uh, Rolling Stones guitarist Keith Richards. Who was in the show. Who was in the show. He has Johnny, Johnny Depp's dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but apparently Michael Eisner didn't like that either. And then he had to be kind of talked into it by seeing, uh, uh, doing a set visit and uh, seeing uh, uh, concept art that director Gore Verbinski had shown him. So if Michael Eisner had his way, the movie probably would have been canceled altogether. Stupid Michael Eisner. <laughs> So I, I didn't mean to bring that up just because we wanted to poo-poo on the, the executives. Uh, obviously, in this era of like Hollywood strikes, I mean, I guess like the executives aren't necessarily being painted in a very good light right now. But yeah. so it's, it's, it's not my intention to poo-poo on them. I'm just uh, bringing up the, the point that it was very much a possibility that the Pirates of the Caribbean movie was never going to see the light of day. But it fortunately did. Yeah. So. And can you imagine, look, it went on and made how many other movies and got them a ton of money if he had vetoed that. Mm hmm. <laughs> very cool yeah. so uh i mean again diving more into the the first movie what were some of your favorite aspects about the the very first one uh chris the black girl oh man so like scenes and stuff scenes uh and anything related to the movie itself uh i mean well first of all when you said jack sparrow's aner uh, mannerisms i loved that i loved that he was like half wasted all the time but not really i just thought that was really funny um my one of my favorite scenes is the sword fight that he has with Will Turner when he first gets um, captured. I love the the repeated lines that they have, like this is the day you almost caught Jack Sparrow, right? Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, I love the way that he like spews off a whole trail of things, um, like otherwise borrow plunger. I don't even know. I can't even do it. But you know what <laughs> I mean? Like all the mm -hmm. how he does that. Um, I love the the um way that he fights for elizabeth kind of but not really and thinks that she likes him but not really um i love how much he like freaks out about everything that happens with the black pearl like how much how much time do we have <laughs> oh, as much as we want yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just i think it's so clever and so funny and that it's the perfect combination of like 
interesting storyline but really funny and i think jack sparrow is just the best character ever mm-hmm. yeah yeah lots of really cool funny subtle jokes as you mentioned uh you know it's, it's actually they made reference to uh jack sparrow's mannerisms in a joke which was kind of fun mm-hmm. so when uh uh mr gibbs is telling will the origins of jack and everything and you know that he had suffered like heat stroke or heat ex- uh, sun exposure to a, a very large extent like will makes the comment also but that's the reason of the doing his own impersonation of jack sparrow <laughs> no which is, can see what you just yeah, did sorry. But it's funny yeah but you know what i'm talking about <laughs> uh and then yeah so my, my my older sister adriana who absolutely loves the movie too like she he she mentions like her that joke of uh uh when the the black pearl and uh the interceptor interceptor right or the the dauntless uh, whichever one they they hijack because they 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 do like uh that's another point i wanted to bring up too so uh she, she my sister loves the line when the 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 pearl shoots at them oh no no they're shooting their, their cannons are firing at each other shooting each other and jack's locked in the brig and screams out stop blowing holes in my ship, ship. Yeah. <laughs> i mean it's such a simple line but it's just really funny that I he agree. Things that's like so that. funny i love it uh-huh and then and then speaking of going back to the character yeah so it's really cool that you know you you get the first initial impression particularly from norrington that oh you're the worst pirate i've ever heard of and, and he responds back to oh but you have, have heard, heard of me, me. <laughs> and then you know when when will and and jack sparrow uh come up with their plan to hijack the boat like you know norrington's right hand man they see what he what they actually did to trick them into stealing the boat the the, the, the ship that they wanted and responds back to norrington that has got to be the best pirate i've ever seen yeah so kind of like you know just seeing like jack kind of like improvise things but he has like there's a method to his madness i guess that's a good way of putting yeah that. there's always a method to his madness don't forget the parlay scene too i like that comment where he says parlay parsnip oh, parsnip par- yeah <laughs> parlay oh that's the one parlay <laughs> and then what do they say oh. something about oh yeah that- <laughs> Oh, man, who thought of a parlay? Yeah, getting the, the, the pirates getting upset, and then yeah. he responds back, "Oh, that would be the French, yeah. because the French are known for surrendering." He's <laughs> like, "Hey, take me to your leader. I don't, I don't want to fight anymore." And then he makes the unit comment several times. Uh-huh. That's funny too. Yeah, it's just really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the casting was great. I mean, it introduced us and made mega stars. I mean, or- Orlando Bloom, I think, was already on the rise because of uh, Lord of the Rings, but then it made a mega star at Akira Knightley. Uh, Jeffrey Rush, I thought was fantastic as Barbosa. Oh, so good. Yeah, and then even like the the supporting cl- players, I think actually have really cool uh, roles as well. Like uh, Kevin Neely, I think that's his name, or Nally McNally, uh, the the actor who plays Mr. Gibbs, who's mm-hmm. appeared in every single movie, mm-hmm. which is really really cool. And and then we also get to meet a young Rosario. I'm not Rosario. I apologize. Um, uh, Zoe Zaldana, who played yes. one of the pirates as well on Jack's crew. So. Yeah, the the whole movie is just fantastic. The musical score by Klaus oh, Bal- yeah. Balbet. Yeah, yeah Every, so everything good. about that movie, I think, so was good. just the the perfect summer blockbuster. That's the way I would yes, put it. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and after that, we eventually get the other movies, uh, which again, like, didn't quite capture the magic of the first one. I thought, but all of them have been entertaining and fun. I thought. Mm-hmm. So, what were some of your favorite aspects from any of the other uh, four Pirates of the Caribbean movies? I mean, I think they kept a lot of the same kind of pattern where it was really funny, but kind of subtle humor sometimes, still good storyline. Um, I felt like Jack Sparrow was just stinking hilarious in every single one that he was in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just think that it kept kept going. It was great. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have like favorite villains? I mean, we talked about already Barbosa being really great. I mean, I think he would be the the uh, ideal or perfect like you know villain for the franchise. But obviously, Barbosa actually becomes like uh, part. Not, I don't want to say friends, but I guess like uh, uh, reluctant partners, as it were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I like it when he becomes an Englishman. Remember oh. that in the other movies? <laughs> That's uh, on Stranger Tides. Yeah. yeah, and he like has the wig and everything, mm-hmm. but really isn't isn't behaved. Mm-hmm. And when he drinks the wine from his foot or whatever it oh, is, yeah. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, he's my favorite. But I think it's because like he seems pretty evil, but he's really not. Um, I think um, my least favorite villain is the the girl. What's her name? Um, Oh, the one that plays the witch that gets really big. Oh, uh, Calypso. Calypso. Yeah, yeah, that's just dumb. Like, she's just annoying. The fact that she, like, screams down and all the shellfish come out of her. Blah, so gross. <laughs> How about you? Um, you know, I, I don't really care for Davy Jones that much. Oh, uh, it, just, it, it was a little, like, uh, they weren't clear on his powers and abilities. I guess he can teleport, as we saw in, in uh, Dead Match Chess uh and i didn't really think he was that tragic of a character i mean i think he was kind of a jerk for abandoning his wife you know because i guess he or his woman his love which is actually calypso mm-hmm. uh and and then not doing his job of like ferrying people to the the netherland the netherworld who who get lost at sea if i actually i did a little research about that it was kind of interesting to read i wanted to find out where the phrase like davy jones locker came from uh apparently in in welsh culture uh, there was actually Saint uh, Saint David, who would actually be- was believed that he was the one who was ferrying, you know, righteous, you know, good men who get lost at sea to to heaven, and that the wicked people would be lost to Davy Jones's locker, like, you know, basically the depths of like the ocean. Mm. So that's kind of where the phrase comes from, uh, Davy Jones locker. So to learn a little bit more about that, that was kind of interesting. But I don't think uh, the Davy Jones character and look was that great right but it was, it was yeah, not not like as good as barbosa i think part of the reason is that yes barbosa was so great so over the top so amazing and, and fun that another villain coming coming along next like in, in the case of davy jones wasn't quite as uh entertaining and fun to me yeah good point i agree with you yeah uh interesting thing that that dice game that they play which to this day i still don't quite understand the rules i guess it's a game of like deceit and lying mm-hmm. uh you can actually buy it Oh, really? I saw it on Amazon. It's like a hundred bucks. It's kind of expensive. Why but... don't we have that? Because it's a hundred bucks. Okay. <laughs> I want that. That'd be awesome. Uh, you can also get like, you know, an like, uh, uh, imitation version for much cheaper. But I know, knowing Allison, she probably would prefer to have the actual authentic Pirates of the Caribbean run. She probably would. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just had to keep it away from the kids so they don't lose the pieces. And yeah. spending a hundred bucks on it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and you know, it's also kind of interesting too, going back to the subject of like, you know, actual historical events or like things from history, uh, Blackbeard, the pirate is, uh, an actual, uh, character for, or not an actual uh, historical figure, which is kind of cool. Yeah. What does it say about him? Uh, I had to do a little more digging about him, but I mean, obviously he was a very evil man. (laughs) Yeah. He was a really bad, scary villain. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the, the, the actual real life version of, uh, uh, Blackbeard, the pirate from history. Yeah. He was probably not a very nice man. Well, apparently so. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people kind of like, uh, downplay part four, uh, on stranger tides is actually, I think one of my favorites to be honest, which is why. Uh, I, I like the, the plot. I, I think sometimes the plots of two and three, which were filmed back to back, they kind of coincide together. But at the same time, I thought it was kind of like hard to follow sometimes, particularly with part three. 
Uh, so part four, I think, is kind of like really standing on its own, being like its own uh, plot where they're trying to search for the Fountain of Youth. So looking for a specific treasure type of thing like the Fountain of Youth was really cool. Uh, Penelope Cruz was was great in her role in that particular movie. And you've pointed out before in conversations with me that she was pregnant during filming, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool that they were able to incorporate that and she didn't lose out on the role. Mm-hmm. They just had good camera angles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, they didn't really do much with the the that particular storyline. I mean, like the events of number five kind of just like it almost ignored it. Where, you know, we, we get that cliffhanger ending from number four where she, uh, her character Angelica comes across uh, the, the voodoo Jack Sparrow doll that she now has in her possession so she could ideally start controlling him. But I don't think anything's going to come from that. Mm-hmm. I agree, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. How about number five? We haven't really touched on number five. A little bit, I guess. But uh, what were your thoughts on the most recent Pirates of the Caribbean movie? Which it's kind of crazy to think most recent, but it goes back to 2017. So it's been a while since we've gotten a Pirates movie. I want to hear your thoughts first. I've been talking a lot. Go. So the the last movie, though, the most recent once it came out, come out, or be released in 2017 was uh, Dead Man Tell No Tales. Uh, the villain in that one, I, I actually like him quite a bit. Javier Bardem, you know, he's a very yeah. prestig- prestigious actor. You know, you like him? He's no? creepy too. Yeah, he's kind of a creepy, but I, I think I like his character more than, say, uh, uh, Davy Jones because, like, we, we learned his backstory. We learned uh, his connection with Jack Sparrow, why he has a vendetta and hates Jack Sparrow. So seeing his character develop more, I thought was actually better done than... Uh, say uh blackbeard or uh, uh davy jones so i thought he was actually a better better uh, villain in my opinion i think he's <coughs> creepy okay <laughs> why do you like all the villains so much no the, the villains i think a, a compelling good villain raises the story makes the story better and it gives the hero something to to fight for or fight against rather barbosa is the only villain worthwhile okay <laughs> but uh yeah and then i think uh there may have been like you know maybe a little bit of fan backlash, a little bit. I know my sister Monica didn't really like part four because it didn't feature Orlando Bloom and didn't feature Kira Knightley. So I can kind of understand how they wanted to maybe like write some of the wrongs of the past and say, okay, we need to incorporate them back into the story. So obviously they both make cameos. Uh, uh, Will Turner appears at the very beginning and then again at the very end. And then Elizabeth Swan appears at the very end. And it was really cool to see them back on screen. So that was kind of cool. Uh, the plot I thought was, uh, you know, decent. I mean, again, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to again, recapture the magic of the first movie, but I thought the, the plot for number five was pretty good. And the action sequences and the cinematography, I thought was really great too. Yeah, I agree. My favorite, one of the, my favorite action sequences, this isn't from the last movie, but just while I'm thinking of it, is that one where they're all trying to get the chest with the heart when they're running around on the beach Oh yeah, switching yeah. swords around and then they're throwing the chest and then they're throwing the heart and they're all going around taking turns throwing it at each other and chasing each other that's funny yeah going you know going back to uh dead man's chest so that was uh the, the three-way or like the part allison was talking about when like the davy jones's crew like the fish people i guess they're mm-hmm. like monster zombie fish people whatever mm-hmm. are chasing after elizabeth and the two other pirates. I don't know their names. I don't remember their names. Do but... they have names? They um, might have them. Well, know. the the guy with the the eye, he was uh, Dwight on the British version of The Office. Oh, was he? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, he plays the Dwight True character, which is kind of funny. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it was a cool sequence as Allison was talking about, where they the sword, throw me the sword, and they they're, they're switching, they're actually teaming up together, which was kind of cool mm-hmm. to see that. And then on, there, without uh, action sequences going on, you have. Uh, Will Turner, uh, Jack Sparrow, and Norrington all fighting each other mm-hmm. at the same time. 
movies. Oh, we had it. Uh, you know, going back to the topic of villains, we haven't really talked about uh, uh, Cutler. Oh yeah. Oh no. Like no, was, it, was his name See, Cutler? Yeah, that's him. Cutler Beckett. Beckett, Beckett. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, Beckett. That's who I was thinking of. Beckett. So yeah, he was a very evil man. Yeah. He was evil. That part where they have the pirates being beheaded or no hung, they're being hung. Yeah. And he says, Captain, they're or he says, Lord, they're starting to sing. And he's like, finally. Oh, that's so evil. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't really know much about his backstory. He's just like playing yo know, pure evil. Whereas, you know, we get to see for Salazar, which was Javier Bardem's character in number five, why he was the way he was. I mean, Beckett was just just evil as, as it comes. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't like him. See? Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't like the villains. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, again, the, the heroes are really what makes the story great. So, and then, of course, in the case of Jack Sparrow, uh, it's just really cool to see that that kind of character on screen. Agreed. Okay. So, uh, for the future of Pirates of the Caribbean, what does it hold? Again, uh, before the pandemic started, they were there was tentative uh, uh, plans, or my understanding was not officially announced by Disney, but that it had been, uh, I guess, uh, Hollywood Trades had reported that uh, uh, Margot Robbie was going to be taking over the red character and that they weren't going to be uh, using Jack Sparrow anymore. And again, yes, the red character may have a, a good fan following and it would be cool to see a, a female character, particularly one who's as popular as Margot Robbie, take over the franchise. But at the same time, I mean, when not having Jack Sparrow would have kind of maybe hurt things a little bit, right? To not really have him properly pass off the torch, as it were. Yeah, I mean, it'll never be the same if Jack Sparrow's not in it, And according to me. But at the same time, I understand he won't want to be in every single movie for the rest of his life with that. Mm -hmm. Although I did hear the rumor that he was in the negotiations or something. Did yeah, you that? yeah, I, I heard that as well. I don't think there's anything concrete yet. So, I mean, uh, another that I really want to bring up everything that happened with his trial last year. Yeah, that's but, uh, but the reality is that, I mean... Uh, public opinion was very much on his side and you know he has a good reputation with the general public so uh people would definitely i think turn out to go see a pirates of the caribbean movie starring johnny depp as jack sparrow for mm -hmm. sure uh so whether or not he even wants to come back i mean we'll have to wait and see i would love to see him do one more movie just to kind of tie up the things if they can mm -hmm. the, the plural lines because again part five ended with a, a pretty big cliffhanger too in the sense that uh davy jones is apparently coming back or right. you know was haunting will and elizabeth in their sleep right uh but again I'm, I'm not really a big fan of the davy jones villain but i would love to see that uh wrapped up right if, if they could and then of course i mean it's probably doubtful in my opinion but to wrap up possibly if they if they can bring back penelope cruz to wrap up that storyline as well just to kind of tie everything together but again it, my guess is people are probably just going to ignore number four <laughs> yeah i agree unfortunately yeah yeah but but again i would love to see him uh do at least one more one more movie i agree but well, I just wait and see what the, the future holds. But yep. regardless, though, it's always great to just go back and rewatch the movies. In fact, Allison and I are in the process of binge watching all five of them again, mm -hmm. which has been really fun and great for, mm -hmm. for us. Yeah, they're just so good. And I just appreciate how much went into them. And I think they're so good. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, so yeah, so for all those listening, I mean, thank you for listening to the podcast. This was episode 80 of the show, wow. which is really cool. Good job. Uh, if you have, if you love the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, franchise, reach out to us, shoot us a message on, on uh, social media. You know how to find us, which is really cool. And if cool. you don't, what's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, and I do have something really cool and special planned for episode 100. I've been thinking about it for a while. I think it's a cool time to go ahead and announce it now, especially because I have Allison here. Uh, I, we tentatively talked about it before 
and I wasn't what, what, what? Yeah, cliffhanger. Oh. Yes. Yes. So for episode 100 of the podcast, I really, really want to do a, a live stream episode. A live stream episode. Yeah. So basically wow. adver- advertise on social media. Hey, I'm going to be recording at this time. Uh, I'll email the Zoom link or have the Zoom link posted in uh, a social media account, probably Facebook. So anybody who wants to can jump, jump, join in, do us, uh, uh, do a, a AMA. I guess that's what they call it on uh, on uh, Reddit. Like ask me anything, uh, talk about anything you wanted to talk about, talk about your favorite aspects of entertainment, uh, which I usually do at the end of the year. In fact, I was actually calculating the the. 100th episode of the podcast will probably be taking place in december awesome yeah so so stay tuned for episode 100 uh we'll do something like we're doing now we'll just be allison and i assuming you want to join me for the 100th episode uh taking you know random visitors even if you just want to come in and say hello jump into the on the podcast stream and just say hi how uh ask how we're doing just shoot us a friendly hello things like that would be really really cool so yeah so the 100th episode will be a live stream uh, episode of the podcast it may turn out really good it may turn out really bad but i do want to try and do something unique and fun for the 100th episode that's awesome i mean even if we just sit and chat it'll be fun yeah yeah, yeah. but i think if we advertise it well in advance there's a lot of people i think that would be interested in jumping on uh just to chop so mm-hmm. i think that'd be really cool agreed so yeah pirates of the caribbean uh watch them especially the first one they're right. the best. They're the best. They're the best. Johnny Depp is hot. <laughs> okay. Thank you, everybody. You've been listening to the Casting for Fun podcast. And thank you, Allison, for joining me again. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Okay. Have a good night, everybody. Bye.